0: It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Supporters and critics of the police harden their stances after the release of a long-awaited IPCC report. Carrie Lam says Opla. Plans to set up an independent review committee hit a snag. And the government wants to pull an exam question relating to Japan's invasion of China. Critics of the police have rejected a report by the Independent Police Complaints Council on the anti-government protests, saying it's biased towards the force. The study revealed how police failed to take timely action to prevent the July 21st Yuen Long MTR attack, but concluded that officers didn't collude with white-shirted men there, and it backed the police storming of Prince Edward MTR station on August 31st. The watchdog did criticize the force over the use of weapons on some occasions, such as firing tear gas into MTR stations. Eric Lay is a vice convener of the Civil Human Rights Front. The
1: IPCC report does reaffirm uh, the public perception that it is not a watchdog to the police, but rather it's a puppet. As we see the thematic study, there are many notions that many contents are uh, echoing. The descriptions of the Hong Kong police regarding a protest event of previous 10 months.
0: The chief executive described the IPCC report as comprehensive and objective and accepts all of its recommendations. Carrie Lam again ruled out the setting up of an independent commission of inquiry into the protests. She also revealed that her plans to form an independent review committee hit a snag earlier this year when those who'd agreed to join the body ended up dropping out citing personal reasons.
2: As I understand it, The reason why rather distinguished members of the community who had originally agreed to take up the task of either being a chairman or the member of this independent review committee subsequently pulled out on personal reasons, I guess, was the fear of intimidation, the fear of doxing and the fear of their relatives, their friends or their businesses being affected.
0: A Beijing loyalist who's been linked to the Yinlong attack, lawmaker Genius Ho, says that the IPCC report is fair. Mr Ho was caught on camera shaking hands with white-shirted men after the attack, but he's reiterated he was not involved. And he had this to say when asked about the attack on train passengers last July. If any person who has done anything wrong, which was in violation of the law,
3: of course, you know, the investigation authority, police, and also the... The Department of Justice will bring those people who have who, who had done wrong to the justice. So you need not my endorsement to say, uh, do you uh, do you or do you not agree that there was a fight? Well, not, I'm, I'm I'm I'm. First of all, I'm not subpoenaed to be the witness, and secondly, I
0: wasn't there. So therefore, I'm just I'm just reading and, and watching the, the the video as much as you do. To other news, the government has asked the Examinations Authority to scrap a question on a recent DSE history exam that has sparked a firestorm of controversy. Education Chief Kevin Young says the question on whether Japan brought more good than harm to China between 1900 and 1950 is biased and leading because of the suffering caused by Tokyo's invasion leading up to the Second World War. Education sector lawmaker Ipkin Yeun says he'll seek an emergency panel meeting in Lechko to give the exam's body a chance to publicly explain itself. He also said the administration's decision to step in could have very serious repercussions. The impact is obvious. I think uh, it will
4: cause a lot of disturbances among the candidates, among the teachers, and also it will the uh, morale of the examination and assessment authority and I think it might also bring a very bad impact on the uh, assessment system in Hong Kong, especially regarding its international reputation. This is a very abrupt decision and I think they should withhold the decision and consult you know, all parts, all, all parties.
0: Pro-government lawmakers have voiced support for the Education Bureau's decision to poll the question. Horace Jung of the DAB says there's little room for discussion when it comes to Japan's invasion of China. That
5: is a basic fact. That is our history, which cannot be changed. This question would cause damages to the sentiment of all the Chinese. Not every question is appropriate for the open-ended question.
0: You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The first person to plead guilty to rioting over anti-government protests last year has been sentenced to four years in prison. As Candice Wong reports, the judge based the sentence not only on his actions, but also the severity of the violence as a whole.
6: 22-year-old Sin Ka Ho admitted to one count of rioting over his involvement in a violent protest outside the LegCo complex on June the 12th last year. He was arrested near the entrance of the building as an initially peaceful protest against the now withdrawn extradition bill turned violent with protesters charging and throwing objects at police who responded with tear gas. District Court Judge Amanda Woodcock says Surveillance Camera footage clearly showed that Sin was in the thick of things as protesters dug up bricks and chucked them at police. Other evidence presented to the court also showed that he had been trying to overpower the police who were trying to do their jobs. But the judge said she didn't just take Sin's own actions into account in deciding on a four-year sentence. She also considered that the overall violence at the scene was large in scale and very serious. She said things may have gotten even worse, had police not used tear gas to control the crowd and said a riot has an immediate and serious impact on the rule of law. Judge Woodcock said despite the defendant's guilty plea, young age and clean record, together with the many mitigation letters she received, an immediate custodial and deterrent sentence is needed. Sin, who had been working as a lifeguard for five years after leaving school after Form 6, is the first person to plead guilty to rioting during last
0: year's unrest. The LegCo president says that the election of a House committee chairman will be held on Monday. Andrew Lung removed the Civic Party's Dennis Kwok from presiding over the election and appointed pro-Beijing Councillor Chan Kinpo to take over. In an unprecedented move, Mr Lung invoked Article 92 of the Council's Rules of Procedure, which states that in any matter not expressly provided for under House rules, the president has the power to decide what to do.
3: If I can see other ways, why would I take legal advice from two senior councils, one QC and one counsel? Okay, if I can do it easily, I would certainly take the easy way out. Uh, this is a hard decision, and I think it's incumbent upon me to take decision to make sure that we can, as the legislator, major Uh, on the whole to fulfill our responsibility under the basic law.
0: The pan-democrats cried foul, accusing Andrew Lung of trampling on LegCo rules. Here's Dennis Kwok of the Civic Party. Rules of procedure, Rule 92,
4: clearly provides that you can use it if the rules of procedure do not itself provide for that occasion or in this case, the election of the House Committee Chairman. The rules of procedure is obviously very clear on the election of the chairmanship of the House Committee and is provided by also the House Rules. So if you can apply Rule 92 that way by the President, then you can virtually control the entire legislative process through Rule 92, because you could argue that you could use it to override clear and express provisions in the rules of procedure and the House rules.
0: Health authorities are continuing efforts to try to test all residents at two housing blocks in Chinwan, where the first local cases of coronavirus have emerged over the past few days. A couple in their 60s and their granddaughter, who lives nearby, have all been confirmed with COVID-19, despite having no recent travel history. Officials say they've now distributed nearly 2,000 sample bottles to residents of Le McXu estate, but Dr. Chuang Kuan of the Center for Health Protection acknowledged that officials have no power to force them to actually deliver the samples back for testing.
2: We will try to
6: persuade the, I mean, the residents to save the specimens, but since they are asymptomatic, so, I mean, testing is purely voluntary because it's very difficult to compulsory someone to save some specimen for you.
0: Meanwhile, health authorities confirmed one more imported coronavirus case. The latest patient had previously tested negative for the virus when returning to Hong Kong from France in late March, But he was tested again after seeking hospital treatment for an injured finger on Wednesday and it came back positive. Turning overseas, the first cases of coronavirus have reached the huge refugee camp in Cox's Bazaar in Bangladesh. A government doctor has confirmed that two refugees have tested positive. The camps are home to more than 800,000 Rohingya who fled persecution in neighbouring Myanmar. Officials are now trying to trace anyone who might have come into contact with those who have the virus. Athena Rayburn works for Save the Children Bangladesh.
6: We've been worried about the spread of coronavirus in the camps for some months. Um, In Cox's, what we're hearing is that we're obviously conducting contact tracing. There has been a huge fear of coronavirus in the camps already. We're already seeing, obviously, some panic and and some worry from the community, from both Rohingya and host community. But most of all, what we're doing is mobilizing to make sure that we can trace everyone who has come into contact and continue to spread the message of social distancing and hygiene as much as possible. But we've also been working at the same time to increase our healthcare capacity Capacity because we knew that it was a matter of when, not if coronavirus reached the camps. And unfortunately, that has happened
0: today. Europe's biggest economy, Germany, has gone into recession as the effects of the coronavirus become apparent. It shrank by 2.2% in the first quarter of the year. Here's the BBC's Andrew Walker. It's actually the sharpest contraction in economic activity that Germany has had since the financial crisis, the second sharpest that it's had since reunification. So this really is a very marked impact.
4: It must be said there are other Eurozone countries that have suffered a lot worse in this period among the other large economies, France, Italy and Spain, perhaps
0: reflecting the fact that they've been hit harder by the virus, perhaps also to some extent reflecting the fact that those countries, and this may be an issue, going forward, that those countries
4: are more exposed to the tourism industry.
0: Retail sales in the United States have suffered a record drop because of the coronavirus outbreak. Sales tumbled by 16.4% last month, the biggest decline since records began in 1992, as the pandemic kept Americans at home, putting the economy on track for its biggest contraction in the second quarter since the Great Depression. Sport Now: The International Olympic Committee has revealed it expects the postponement of this year's Summer Games in Tokyo to cost up to 800 million US dollars. The head of the IOC, Thomas Bach, said the pandemic has had a severe financial impact on the entire Olympic movement. Atom Jung has more.
7: The IOC says it's allocated 800 million US dollars yesterday for loans and payments arising from the pandemic that forced the 2020 Tokyo Olympics to be postponed. It's still unclear how big the total postponement bill will be, with Olympic organizers and public authorities in Japan facing extra costs estimated to run into billions of dollars. A total of 150 million US dollars will be available to make Loans to sports governing bodies and more than 200 eligible national Olympic committees. A detailed breakdown of how the remaining 650 million US dollars could be allocated will be formulated in the months ahead. The IOC had revenue of 5.7 billion US dollars from the 2013 to 2016 Olympic cycle. That figure would likely have approached 7 billion U.S. for the next four-year period tied to the Tokyo Games. Before the postponement, Japanese organizers said the bill for the Games would be 12.6 billion U.S. But a government audit in 2019 said it was at least twice that amount and most will come from taxpayers' money.
0: Former media executive Hamish McLennan has been appointed as a director and chairman-elect of Rugby Australia as part of an overhaul of the union's troubled administration. Raylene Castle quit as CEO last month. The two-time World Cup-winning Wallabies have slumped to number seven in the international rankings since losing the 2015 World Cup final to New, to New Zealand and failing to reach the semi-finals in Japan last year. A number of Major League Baseball players have spoken against the league's latest proposal to start the season in early July. Players are concerned about safety and whether enough coronavirus tests will be undertaken. Yesterday, Commissioner Rob Manfred told CNN that he has great confidence MLB will reach an agreement with its players. He also said losses for owners could apt- add up to four billion U.S. dollars in a lost season. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Supporters and critics of the police harden their stances after the release of a long-awaited IPCC report. Carrie Lam says her plans to set up an independent review committee have hit a snag. And the government wants to poll an exam question relating to Japan's invasion of China. The news from RTHK.
6: RTHK,
0: It's time now to look at stories covered in this evening's Newswrap programme. The Hong Kong Human Rights Monitor says it's disappointed with the IPCC report on the anti-government protests, with a spokeswoman saying it reiterates the need for an independent inquiry into the unrest that began last year. Claudia Yip described the IPCC report's findings on key events during last year's protests, including an attack on protesters by white-shirted gangs in Yunlong and the storming of Prince Edward MTR station by police officers as absurd. She spoke to Anna-Marie Evans.
8: Well, it's rather disappointing. I read in a report that it says it's not uh, a terrorist attack as uh, people would claim. It's a fight. It's a gang fight between two parties. And that cannot be further from the fact. And that is um, that also makes people would think this report is rather biased and lenient towards the police.
6: But it does actually say that there was a delay in the police coming?
8: Yes, there was a delay. And was it deliberate or was it a a sign of incapability of the police? Um, So the the, the report should have been able to identify the problem. Instead, it, it blames the problem on PR failure and that is just absurd.
6: What about the police storming of Prince Edward Station?
8: Well, the report is rather brief on this uh, on on this um, incident. But what we want to remind people is that the police not only they closed the um, the, the MTR station, they also expelled all journalists and human rights observers from the MTR station, so that no witness could be could be um, be present, and also from. But um, afterwards, NGOs have conducted interviews of um, people who were there in the station. They have reported numerous cases of police brutality. I don't see any of these mentioned in this report.
6: But it does clear up the fact that nobody died there.
8: Well um the, the credibility of this report as i said is um questionable because um it, it does give a very strong sense of bias towards the police whether it can really settle the case settle it for hong kong people that nobody died i i i'm not so sure we really need an independent investigation that is credible that is truly independent and Really comprehensive, the present report um, cannot uh,
6: satisfy these criteria. It was critical about uh, some of the police practices of using pepper balls at, at uh, close range, particularly with journalists.
8: Yeah, well, in, in fact, the report it gave uh, quite a number of uh, recommendations, including about the use of cheer gas, power balls, etc. We welcome that, but these have, all, in fact, already been raised by the civil society for so long. So what are the other values of this report?
0: The LegCo president, Andrew Leung, has removed Civic Party lawmaker Dennis Quark from presiding over the election of the House Committee chairperson and appointed pro-Beijing councillor Chan Kinpo to take over. Mr Quark hit back, calling the move baseless. Richard Pine has more. Andrew Lung says he's invoking his power under Article
1: 92 of the Council's Rules of Procedure to deal with the current impasse after seeking legal advice from Queen's Council Lord Panic and Council Anthony Chan. The article states that in any matter not expressly provided for under House rules, the President has the power to decide what to do. Since October, Civic Party lawmaker Dennis Kwok has been presiding over the committee, which still has yet to elect a chair. The LegCo president said he's decided to let pro-establishment lawmaker and Finance Committee Chairman Chen Kinpo take over and oversee the election, which is set for Monday morning, during which no procedural questions would be allowed. Andrew Lung defended the unprecedented move.
3: If I can see other ways, why would I take legal advice from two senior counsel, one QC and one counsel? OK, if I can do it easily, I would certainly take the easy way out. Uh, this is a hard decision, and I think it's incumbent upon me to take decision to make sure that we can, as the legislator, nature, uh on the whole, to fulfill
1: our responsibility under the basic law. He also explained that he picked Chan Kin to replace Dennis Kwok because of his experience in chairing finance committee meetings. The opposition cried foul. Pan-Democrats accused Andrew Leung of destroying the legislature's rules. Dennis Kwok, who's been criticized by the government and mainland authorities for the way he presided over the House Committee meetings, called the move by the Legco president illogical and baseless.
4: Rule 92 clearly provides that you can use it if the Rules of Procedure do not itself provide for that occasion, or in this case, the election of the House Committee Chairman. The Rules of Procedure is obviously very clear on the election of the chairmanship of the House committee and is provided by also the House rules. So if you can apply Rule 92 that way by the president, then you can virtually control the entire
1: legislative process through Rule 92. Chan Paul for his part, said he would preside over the election without allowing any questions on rules of procedures. And he expects chaos on Monday. I think it is the uh, chairman's decision who is
4: the most appropriate person. Whether he has made the right choice, I think uh, it is up to the Hong Kong citizen to make their judgment. Of course, I expect there will be a lot of uh, chaos, but uh, as I mentioned just now, I hope they would be more reasonable uh, they should argue with the chairman on the legal points rather than using all these uh, conflicts uh, or bodily attack or, 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 or chaos. So I really hope that no one would be hurt on Monday.
1: LegCo saw drawn-out clashes during the committee's meeting last Friday under the DAB's Starry Lee, who declared that she was in charge to the dismay of the pan-Democrats. Scuffles broke out between lawmakers and security staff.
0: The head of the civil service, Patrick Nip, has written to government staff to remind them to remain politically neutral and be loyal to Chief Executive Carrie Lam. As Juan Wong reports, he also warned civil servants against getting involved in any acts that could disrupt the peace or affect government operations.
2: The secretary for civil service Patrick Nibb has become the latest official to express concerns over the return of anti-government protests. In an email to government staff, he says ongoing violent acts have been destructive to the long-term development of Hong Kong. He says while it's understandable for people to have different views on the government, any illegal acts will be strictly dealt with by the police. He stressed that civil servants are obliged to uphold the basic law and be loyal to the Hong Kong SAR under the one country, two systems principle. He says civil servants must be law-abiding, politically neutral and completely loyal to current chief executive Carrie Lam and her administration. Mr. Nip urged government staff not to participate or support any actions that may disrupt the peace or affect government operations. He noted that 43 civil servants have so far been charged or investigated by police for allegedly taking part in illegal public activities.
0: Around 100 people joined a lunchtime rally at the Landmark in Central in the latest such anti-government protests to hit the city. Wong Ting has the story. <laughs>
9: Rally organizers gave out packs of surgical masks with a label that sets Hong Kongers at Oil, reminding the public that the pro-democracy movement is continuing despite the pandemic. One of the protesters, called Simon, said he has no confidence towards the masks distributed by the government. I
4: registered it, but I didn't use it. Yeah, because I asked some expert about that, and my friend also making the mask by themselves. They said that it is not up to them. Standard.
9: Besides chanting anti government protest slogans such as Five Demands Not One Less, those at the rally also urged people to vote in September's legislative election, highlighting what they see as an attempt to liberate the Legislative Council. A protester surnamed Chen says the upcoming vote is a crucial part of the pro democracy movement.
2: I think we're in a pretty good position given the past district council, you can see the results. And I think because it's pretty obvious that most people are able to differentiate which side they should support. So I think, or hopefully we're in a good position in in September.
9: The crowd later dispersed peacefully.
0: America's former top vaccine official has warned that the U.S. faces its darkest winter in modern history unless it adopts a coordinated science-based response to COVID-19. Dr. Rick Bright, who was fired recently by President Donald Trump, was speaking to the U.S. Senate. The BBC's Nick Bryant is in Washington.
10: Scientists should be allowed to speak out without fear of retribution, was the message from Dr. Rick Bright. Appearing before a congressional committee, he claimed the Trump administration missed early warning signs, failed to adequately stockpile personal protective equipment, and forgot pages from what he called the pandemic playbook. Lives were lost as a result, he said. With the traditional flu season starting in September, he warned of the dire consequences if America failed to ramp up its coronavirus response.
1: Our window of opportunity is closing. If we fail to improve our response now based on science, I fear the pandemic will get worse and be prolonged. Without better planning, 2020 could be the darkest winter in modern history.
10: Donald Trump described Dr. Bright as a so-called whistleblower, nothing more than a really unhappy disgruntled employee. In a clash with another top scientist, he's also dismissed warnings from the country's leading pandemic official, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who warned this week that the outbreak could spiral out of control if the country opened its economy too early. In what's becoming an increasingly partisan and polarized debate about safe reopening, the president said his comments were unacceptable.
0: Staying in Washington, the chairman of the powerful Senate Intelligence Committee is stepping down while he's investigated for alleged insider trading. Republican Richard Burr of North Carolina is accused of using privileged information to avoid losing money on the US stock market. He's denied
11: any wrongdoing, as the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue reports. Well, this is this has really caused a ripple uh, around Washington uh, because Richard Burr is the senior senator from North Carolina. He's also, as we heard there, chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, a Republican. And essentially, what he's being investigated for is for selling shares, selling stock, uh, anything from seven hundred thousand to over a million dollars worth of stock in a period from early February, on the basis of information supposedly that he got in confidential briefings as a senator so stock related to the you know the later fall in the stock market as a result of the coronavirus now he says that uh, this was publicly available information but uh, it's gone that far this investigation that they got a warrant from a judge to search his house to steal his phone and also to to download his uh, data in in the cloud so they there's clearly a serious investigation investigation going on here by the FBI and the Securities and Exchange Commission because, of course, if he had used privileged information uh, that he'd got uh, in his work as a senator, that would be inside dealing.
0: Three years ago, a new chemical coolant for air conditioning in cars was being hailed as the most environmentally friendly available. It was then introduced into vehicles in the US and the EU. Manufacturers said the new units would not emit gases that damage the ozone layer. But it turns out the new chemicals may have led to a different set of dangers, as the BBC's Matt McGrath explains.
5: Well, as you remember, there was a big problem in the 1980s with the hole in the ozone layer, and it was traced to a number of chemicals that were being used in hairsprays, in air conditioning, and in refrigeration. Now, there was an international agreement, the Montreal Protocol, phased out all these chemicals over the last couple of decades, and they've been replaced, including the ones in cars that power air conditioning. However, the problem seems to be, according to this new study, that some of these chemicals... Are turning up in the Arctic. They're persistent organic pollutants. Uh, they don't disappear very easily. They persist forever and scientists are saying they're increasing and they have increased over the last 20 years. They know that these chemicals are toxic. They're part of a class of chemicals that has been linked to health issues such as cancer, fertility and uh, liver damage. They're not saying that these ones are causing that but they're concerned. They don't break down in the environment. When they get into water the, our currents turn technology doesn't filter them out there's new research showing that some of these chemicals are in humans they're in blood samples that have been taken from people in China and what the scientists are doing here is I suppose firing a warning shot saying guys this is what's happening in the world this stuff is building up and the more we're trying to do good by preventing damage to the ozone layer we could be storing up problems for ourselves with this stuff that's up in the Arctic and all around the world
0: those stories were part of the news program which was broadcast on RTHK earlier this evening. Steve Dunthorn from our newsroom. To prevent the spread of disease, make sure all drainage traps contain water. Pour half
5: a liter of water into each drain outlet every week. Check sinks, baths, toilets, and floor drain outlets regularly. If drainage pipes are leaking or blocked, or drain outlets emit a foul smell, arrange prompt inspection and repair by a qualified person. Don't alter drains and pipes on your own. Visit chp.gov.hk for details.
7: Live across Hong Kong, this is Radio 3.
11: January to December, we'll have moments to remember. Remember. remember.
3: This is it. Moments to remember with Ray Cudero from now until 1 a.m. The beautiful tune by Don McLean, played by Johnny Pearson, piano and orchestra.